This is Glenn McQuaid. And I'm Larry Fessenden. And you're listening to Tales from Beyond the Pale. The podcast. Greetings, audiophiles. I'm glad you've decided to join us on our little trip down memory lane. For some time now, Mr. McQuaid and myself, well, we've taken Tales from Beyond the Pale out on the road for the occasional foray, well, beyond the pale, if you will. So here, then, is an accounting of those ventures. Up first, we're going back, way back to 2014, and to our first performance at the Stanley Film Festival in Colorado. This one, a double bill of sorts, called Tales We Tell, Part 1 and Part 2. And welcome to Tales from Beyond the Pale, the Stanley edition. As we planned this afternoon's show back at Tales HQ, we thought, what better topic to delve into than the creative process itself? As the Stanley Hotel serves as one of the great muses for our favorite genre, we wondered about our own muses and inspirations. And not every muse is picturesque. For some, for us, the uglier things in life, disease, greed, violence, the meaninglessness of it all, inspires us to stir up the lightest of fantasies or the darkest of horrors. And we think you'll find a little of both with tonight's entertainment. Tales we tell. I will not soon forget the sensation of driving up to the old hotel like I was stepping out of the present and into a bygone era. For that is what the hotel evoked, a storied past. First there was the making of it by the Stanley family in the early 20th century. Then there was the famous author who stayed in room 217 and professed to have suffered horrible visitations. And then there was everything that followed, the movie, the lore, the disputes over what is real and what is imagined in such a place as this. I confess none of that was interesting to me. I was intrigued to know if the location would cast any kind of spell, would inspire me in my writings. I fantasized that I would be visited by the horrible apparitions that are so familiar from the movie and the book. Maybe two twins would greet me in the hall and invite me to play. I was open to anything. I reached the top of the long stairs and pushed open the main doors. I was here at the famed Stanley Hotel. Welcome to the Stanley Hotel. How can we help you? I'm checking in. Okay, I'll just need a credit card. Thank you. Uh, Room 217. Oh, and did you request that room? I did. Well, then you must know the lore surrounding it. Yes, I think I do. It was my intention to use the heebie-jeebies that I might encounter to inspire my writing. Oh, you're a writer. Yes, Anything I would have heard of? Mm, I doubt it. Scary stuff. I read the Stephen King book. Kind of required reading around here. Do you write scary books, too? Yep. Same sort of thing, only different. Well, they do a ghost tour here at night. Maybe you should check it out. Maybe I should. I'm open to anything. You know, people have had real trouble staying the whole night in that room you're in. I guess I'm not supposed to say that to you, but... (laughs) It's okay, I can handle it. My name's Maggie, in case you need anything. Cool. Well, thanks, Maggie. 
Do you want us to take your bags? It's the second floor. Nah, it's okay. I got it. Elevator's right there. Uh, I think I'll take the stairs, thanks. Elevator could be full of blood, right? Oh, yes. Huh? You never know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, Maggie. Enjoy your stay. I'm not sure what it is that makes a hotel creepy. Is it the real ghosts that haunt the halls? Or is it our own memories that nag like voices in the head that won't shut up? The only way I knew how to silence the noise was to write, make up new tales to drown out the old. That's what I came here to do. Once in the room, I tried to give myself over to the place. Let it be my muse. Well, one of my muses. Through the window, the light was fading under cold, overcast, brooding skies. In the yellow glow of a desk lamp, I pulled out my typewriter. I was going to write on an old Underwood. It changes the way you construct a sentence, the way you write a story, the way you find your narrative when you type out thoughts on a piece of paper. It means you commit to a single path, and soon you find your story is leading you inexorably in a direction you don't control. You can't just cut and paste if your ideas come out wrong. One action leads to another and can't be undone. Your characters speak for themselves and can't be corrected. For me, writing is a free fall, and today, I welcomed it. Come on, come on, come on. You hanging in back there, baby? Don't you even speak to me right now. Okay, we're gonna make it, okay? You just, just hang tight. Just tell that little fella he, he's got to stay put for a little while longer, okay? You listening, mister? Poor miss. Believe me, it's better in there. Nice and cozy. If I had the choice, I'd be hiding in there myself. Oh, that's what got us in this situation in the first place. Oh, I feel like there's an avalanche in between my thighs. That's good. That's good. That's really, really good, hon. You just keep your mind off. Just keep your mind off it, okay? My water broke ten minutes ago, all over the seat, and now it's frozen. Every time you turn, I feel like I, I'm ice skating on our son's crowning head. That's the fighting spirit, hon. You're doing great. Just great. How far from the hospital are we now? I'd say, uh, another, another 30 minutes. 30 minutos? Give or take. No, that's not gonna work for me. That's not gonna work. Go faster. Honey, the, the road is all iced over. Faster? God damn it, go faster! I'm going as fast as I can. Any faster, we might just skid off the road. Put your goddamn foot down! I love you, honey. First, I am going to deliver this baby in the hospital, in a comfortable bed surrounded by loving, caring nurses. And then, then I'm going to tear your head right off your neck. Drive fast now! Like the look of this weather, not one bit. Told you to chain the tires, didn't I? 
You did, you did. And did you listen? No, not for a second. <sighs> Look at this, will ya? Never seen a snowstorm come on so quick. Oh, don't exaggerate, George. We've been through worse and you know it. I guess we have at that. You brought the new shovel? Yes. The new one. That old toothpick gives you splinters, remember? I remember. The ground's probably frozen rock solid anyway. It's gonna be hard work digging a grave. I keep telling you and telling you, probably said it a thousand times by now. The Bible says we can burn them. It'll be easier. I'm not arguing with you there, but someone might see the fire. Oh, who's gonna see, little Peter Cottontail? No hunters In or hikers. In the middle of a blizzard? Just one nature lover on a stroll is all it would take. No, that that would that wouldn't do at all. Then quit your niggling and use the gun. Uh, I do so hate guns. Would you prefer I did it, dear? Shoot my own son? Of course not. This kind of thing, it's a father's responsibility. Oh, where in the Bible does it say that? The Lord said unto Abraham, Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering upon one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. The truer words have never been spoken, I reckon. Just don't miss. If you miss, heaven help us, we'll be burning him after all. Have you ever known me to miss? Your eyesight's not what it used to be. I could pop the pecker off a porcupine from 30 yards. You haven't been able to find your own pecker in nearly 20 years. I won't miss. You sure we're doing right by him? Is that the boy we raised in the trunk? Is that him back there? No. The boy we raised was a God-fearing, law-abiding young man. He was dutiful, obedient, and he was moral, George. The perversion in the trunk is not my son. I just... The time has passed for second-guessing. It's not as uncommon as we think. I've been reading about it, about his ill... We've been over this already. We could take him somewhere to be, well, you know, to be fixed. There are places. That politician's husband has a ranch. He says we can cure it there. Well, that fop would air out our business for the entire town. No thank you. And there is no fixing it. As that ridiculous lady Guga says herself, he was born this way. You bound him with the rope, didn't you? You, you gave me scotch tape. George! There's a difference. Did you bind him up or not? Good and tight. You didn't forget to drug him, did you? Oh, I hate for him to wake. And you gagged him, yes? He'll try to reason with you. Yes, yes, and yes. The contractions are getting closer. How much closer? Closer. Where is the hospital? Uh, closer. How much closer? Closer. Can you hold on for your mama? Just 20 more minutes, little Pip. You can hear me down there? What about uh, Benjamin? If it's a boy, or Leonard. We'll be calling it Frosty the freaking snowman if you don't put your foot down. I'm already going over the limit. Break the law and I'll break your balls. Okay, okay. Pedal to the metal, hon. Oh, God. I I can barely see ten feet ahead of us. Everything outside is just a white blur. Are you seeing this? Snow just keeps getting thicker. Flakes are fat as moths now. Thomas. Come again? Thomas, if it's a boy. And if it's a girl? Maggie. Maggie. I can live with that. Mag for short. Why ruin a perfectly good name by cutting it a ha? Uh, 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 
Oh, just hold on, baby. I'm trying. I'm trying. You can do it. You can do it. I know you can. Just focus on my voice, okay? You hear me? Yes. Okay. What's the first thing that you're going to say to little Thomas? Okay, tell me. Hello, Thomas. That's a great start. What else? Uh, uh, your daddy nearly got you killed before you even had a chance to come out. <laughs> okay. okay. That's 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 good. Uh, what else? You are the most beautiful thing in the world, and I am so glad you have your father's eyes and not his nose because that would have been truly awful. That's it. Okay. Now we're talking. Oh, I love you, little Thomas. Or Maggie. Hope you like warm weather because your mommy and papi are packing up and moving back to Malaga where it never snows. Baby, baby, how do you uh, say how do you say blizzard in Spanish? Ventisca. Yes. Well, I hope I never see another ventisca as long as I live. I just want to live through the night. I sure hope this hospital has a bar. If I can't drink, neither can you. Yeah, but you get all the good drugs. And you don't think I deserve good drugs right now? Yeah. Well, you can have all the drugs in the world. Just. Well, just hold tight for ten more minutes, and I'll make sure that dog hooks us both up. Oh, it's really coming down now. Uh, I can see. Maybe we ought to pull over. Just, just keep driving. Just, you want to show me where the road is? Because I, for one, am having a hell of a time keeping my eye on it under all this snow. No, no, we're still too close to home. Says you. You got that right, says me. Stick to the plan. Devil's Gulch is the perfect spot. That's always been the plan. Just, just get this tin can up to the crossroads, and you can wind the high winds till your horse for all I care. Getting up there is going to be a pleasure in this weather. <laughs> Sitting in this car with you is sure a pleasure. Oh, yeah. Well, being married to you all these years has been a pleasure. Huh? Huh? Please? Please don't do this. Damn it, George. The gag was to come loose. Jeez, you think? Yeah. Please. Talk some sense into her. You know this is wrong. In your heart. I know you know this Save is- Save your breath, sinner. I am your son. You are no son of mine. Your own flesh and blood. Your flesh and your blood is tainted. I can't help who I am. Who is it change? We are not modern people, sinner. Dad, please. Honey. Be strong, George. Dad. Don't succumb to the devil's deception. The Bible says... Love thy neighbor. The Bible says we should stone you, and that's what we'll do if you don't keep your mouth shut. I love you, Mom. You have the bullet, George. Yes, dear. Promise me you won't miss. Stop pressuring me. Yeah? I love you. Lies! I love you too, Mom. Lies, all lies! Don't listen to her, Dad. Don't listen to him, George. I'm not listening to the either of you. You point that rifle right between his eyes and you pull that trigger. You hear me, George Eldridge Prescott the yes, third? Yes, dear. It's just... I'm white. No, 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 no second guessing. No backpedaling. I just wish we had more than one bullet. Silver is expensive, George. Oh, 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 pull over. What? Pull over, pull over now, right, right, right here. Are you crazy? Thomas isn't waiting. Or Mag. Whoever it is, they're on their way now. Ah, ah. Now you suck it in. What? We're close, really close. Oh God! You clamp your legs together. Just keep that kid inside. I can see Ted. No, 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 no. You stay where you are, Thomas. Oh, he is coming. You stay right where you he are. He is coming. Thomas, Maggie, this is your father. Don't he make is, me come he back is there. Coming. You hold on, hold on. I'm pulling over. I'm pulling over. Ah, 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 holy, holy shit! Ah, 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 
Tilly. Oh my. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. That was so close. That was really close. Are you okay, Eva? I, I, I think so. I'm, 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 a, I'm a dad. I'm a dad! Harry? You hear that, Mother Nature? No blizzard is gonna keep me from- Harry, there is a car coming! Mort, look out! Okay. He's okay. I, I'm stuck. The chair's pinning me to the floor. Just, just, just hold on to Thomas, okay? We're going to have to cut the umbilical cord. J- just stay still, okay? Just bundle him up and try to stay warm. Can you, can you smell that? I think, I think it's gas. Oh, oh God. Come on! Come on! Can you open your door? Can you? Honey? Eva? Eva? God damn it! Maud? Maud? Don't you be dead on me. You come back to me, Maud! That's it. Piss vinegar. That's you, girl. You just keep breathing. You had me worried. I thought I'd lost you. George? Yes, yes. He's getting away. Son! Give him back the baby. Oh, 
Hi, Dad. I said hand over the baby and step away from the nice people. Why should I? Do it now, son. You never let me have any fun, Daddy. Sir, sir your, your son, he, uh, he saved our lives, but... He bit my child. That yeah. sounds like something he would do. You three, you best be on your way while you still can. Don't be a spoil sport, Dad. You just kept with the cattle. Everything would just be fine. But no, you got greedy, didn't you? Greedy? I was sick of beef. I was hungry. First, it was your Aunt Dottie, then Cousin Jimmy. Next was poor old Miss Buckley from next door. I need to get my wife to a hospital. Then the Marston children were the last straw for your mother and I. Those poor girls, how could you? Mom's already dead, isn't she? I'm going to make you wish you were too. Goodbye, son. Think you can pull the trigger before I rip your throat out, Dad? Honey, it's time to go. Oh boy. Here it comes. Can't stop it. Don't want to stop it. a bit of a nail-biter. Truth is, we performed this in two parts that snowy night in Colorado, so if you want to know what happened, you'll have to listen on. You have just listened to Tales We Tell, Part 1. Written by Larry Fessenden, Glenn McQuaid, and Clay McLeod Chapman. Directed by Larry Fessenden and Glenn McQuaid. Performed live Saturday, April 26, 2014 at the Historic Park Theatre as part of the Stanley Film Festival. Featuring the voice talents of Larry Fessenden, Martha Harmon Pardee, Jocelyn DeBoer, Anna Asensio, Martin Starr, AJ Bowen and Samuel Zimmerman. Featuring live synthesizer and theremin by Chrome Canyon. Live sound design and tech by John Morris. Live Foley by Chris Gotchdepole and Clay McLeod Chapman. Special thanks to Landon Zakim and the Stanley Film Festival. Copyright Tales from Beyond the Pale 2017. Additional sound design, mix and mastering by Eric Romery and the Pale Men. Produced by Glenn McQuaid and Larry Fessenden for Glass Eye Picks. A writer reveals his dark past to an unfortunate stranger on a long walk up a snowy mountain at dawn. Tales We Tell, Part 2, only on Tales from Beyond the Pale, the podcast.